Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. One dictionary definition describes the word misconception as a false or mistaken view, opinion, or attitude. Misconceptions about estate planning are common, causing confusion that can lead to mistakes, costing so much in time, money, and stress to people's families. In conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan shares her expert insights on today's topic, estate planning misconceptions. I think the one, number one misconception about estate planning is that it's about dying. It is about living. It's about utilizing that estate you have created for your care and benefit through your lifespan and then others that you love. And I think if you look at it from that point of view and point of reference, it's actually an exciting endeavor, a fun endeavor, and it doesn't have the daunting uh, negative approach to what most people connotate estate planning to be. I thought you were going to mention the word will in that, but that's fine because I think you're exactly right, which is why I like to refer to it as a living plan. Uh, but let's talk about wills, the difference between wills and estate plans, uh, and and uh, and the misconceptions that some feel uh, about, well, if I have a will, I'm looked after. Certainly, Peter. Well, one of the tricky businesses about will planning, especially here in Canada, because of our dower rights that we have, is a, a will is a document that states where your assets will go upon your demise. So it doesn't address, first of all, your life. Um, all kinds of things could happen in your life prior to your death that could jeopardize your estate, but the will isn't addressing that because it's addressing that one moment of time, the moment you've died. The second thing to know is, very sadly, most people have a misunderstanding about this, is a will is not a tax plan. And so that's often overlooked, is families go, well, I got my will in order, my accountant does my books, I should be okay. The reality is there's no planning in that approach. And so what happens is many families give up value out of their estate unduly. Um, in fact, let's say in a company, for example, if you're not careful in your estate, you can have a double taxation. Now, you don't have to have a double taxation if you're mindful about being proactive in your planning of your affairs. But if you don't have that plan in place, you're going to lose that business to taxation. And ignorance is no longer bliss, and it certainly can't be used as an excuse. No. Um, in, in both um, jurisdictions that I've had the delight to work uh, more readily in, which is both North America and the UK EU, um, there's no forgiveness out of, for your ignorance. Uh, they simply collect that tax, and in some cases with penalty. Um, and very sadly, there are many estates out there that I think will be destroyed, really, that life's work will be destroyed um, simply due to the fact that there's a lack of an estate plan put in play. And so I encourage families, you know, to be very uh, mindful that it's one thing to build something, but if you don't get to keep it because you haven't put that right plan in place, then there really was no point in building it at all. And so, you know, we, we've we had the more recent experience, Peter, and this sounds peculiar, but there was no plan in place. We actually had a law firm of all of all kinds of firms that went um, belly up in an estate because there was no plan. The lawyers didn't specialize in estate planning. They uh, specialized in corporate tax work and ultimately didn't consider the fact they could ever die. And so when they did pass, we were brought in to assist uh, the remainder family members with how to uh, contend with the 
government, basically, and the bank outstanding loan and so forth. And very, very sadly, the business had to close. So the reason I share that with you is, you know, it's not assumed that every uh, profession has it handled because what typically happens is when we're good at business, we're good at a particular area of life. This area is something that we don't focus on. It's not something that is of interest most often, and it's usually lower on the agenda list to consider. So certainly proactivity is the key. Let's talk about some interesting facts about estate planning. Give me two or three bullet points that are really important for people to understand. Many people do not understand that they have U.S. issues. And the reason I share that, Peter, is the assumption is if I was born in Canada, I must be fine. I don't have U.S. issues in my affairs on an annual basis or in my estate. But it's not that simple anymore. Um, if you, you If you have ever purchased U.S. assets, you have, in effect, created a U.S. estate in your affairs. And when you have a U.S. estate, you have U.S. estate tax. Okay, so that, that that could be obviously property, it could be stocks, it could be any number of things. That's right. And so uh, many people are caught, and when I say caught, they're caught because they don't even realize they have this issue going on within their affairs. And so one of the cautions I share with families is when you're going to start to um, diversify your estate and have more than one jurisdiction of where you own an asset. The moment you own an asset in another jurisdiction, you have to contend with both the legal and the tax consequences of having those assets in those jurisdictions. So I still encourage families to have them, Peter, but they have to build a plan around them. And an estate created in Calgary, you know, might uh, has some obvious uh, implications if you have assets in the United States or in any other country in the world. But it can also be a case of, as we've talked about, the family cottage in BC on a nice lake. All of a sudden, you find out the rules are different in British Columbia about assets and distribution and succession than they are in Alberta. So it's not just strictly a national boundary. It could be a provincial boundary that is impacted as well. That's exactly right. And when we talk about BC, for example, in BC, the way in which you must care for your children in your estate, even if they're adult children, is that you must treat all of your children equally. That sounds a little peculiar to us here in Alberta. We get to choose if we treat our children equally. Now, most of us want to treat our children equally, but there are instances where it makes sense to be fair in our state, not equal. And why I'm saying that is sometimes your children might be entitled to the cottage because they've put sweat equity in or capital in themselves, or maybe they should be entitled to the family business because they are the ones who've worked in the family business their entire life. When you want to do a disequal um, Uh, distribution in your affairs, you have to be very careful which jurisdiction you're doing that within and if it allows you to do that. And so I've had families, for example, in BC, as you've made mention, we will move their asset base to Alberta so that they can make those kinds of distributions in the manner that is fair versus equal. And so, you know, there's... um, a myth that if you plan your estate here in Alberta, you should be fine. You have to actually plan your estate according to every jurisdiction that you own an asset. And then to complicate matters further, we're very blessed because our children are so successful in our communities today. They move abroad 
And so the moment they don't live in the same jurisdiction as you, you're inviting in all those rules in those jurisdictions as well. And so, you know, that's something else to contemplate if your child is studying in New York, for example. How does that impact your affairs? And it does. And so we have to make sure we build the right kind of uh, estate absorption for that child or we're going to lose that estate to the U.S. estate tax, even though, in theory, you're a Canadian family and that makes no sense. But the reality is we have these different types of rules depending on where the assets are and where the beneficiaries choose to live will depend on how our estate can be executed. We've talked about wills. Only one out of 10 of us has a will, and of that, only one-third are valid. That's a scary statistic. The other one is for business owners. Um, On average, it takes about 15 years to properly succeed a business to the next generation. And when a business is sold, the tax savings are often lost due to a lack of prior planning, which you've talked about, but which bears repeating because a lot of people who attend your seminars are business owners. That's right, Peter. And I think... Another one that I could bring to light that's an important fact that people do need to know is a lot of people that snowbird down in the U.S., they think that if they spend less than 183 days a year that they're in the clear. It's not that simple. It's a formula. And so really when you look at the formula, if you want to be in the black and white zone and know that you do not have a U.S. issue, it's actually only 121 days, not 183 days. And so I have a lot of snowbirds quite disappointed at my travel plans for them. Um, But in reality, it's really important to understand the rules. Well, and there's no excuse for not knowing them. That Unfortunately, neither the Canada Revenue Agency nor the Internal Revenue Service in the United States nor presumably other tax jurisdictions in other countries uh, treat ignorance as an, okay, we'll let you off this time. They just don't do that. That's right, Peter. And then the other one that's um, become more and more common, I think, with the way the markets have been performing over the last decade is, you know, the uncertainty within the markets and the volatility is a lot of people are now utilizing trust planning around their assets that they want to hold for retirement so that they have principal guarantee on the wealth that they're going to use. And the interesting part is there's really great product lines been developed in Canada that offer people good dividend rates, good stock yields, but with a capital preservation in play for their estate. And so people need to know about these tools, especially on the amount they need to safeguard for their lifespan. Sherry McMillan is the president of McMillan Estate Planning, and on Wednesday, September 24th, she'll be hosting a complimentary seminar offering excellent estate planning strategies for families and business owners. You can register by calling McMillan Estate Planning during business hours, 403-266-6464, or you can register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Today's edition of The Strong Room continues after this break. <laughs> 